Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. Wow, what a great delight to be joining you for service today. I'm excited to bring God's Word to you. <laughs> and thank you, Pastor Brian, for your leadership right here at Watoto Church downtown. Come on, let's appreciate Pastor Brian and the team that lead right here. It is such a blessing. For all who are joining us online, you are welcome. It is so good to have you. God is faithful and He is right where you are. You know what? When we look around, it really is beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And today we start on a brand new series. As we celebrate the season of Christmas, our brand new series is Great Joy. We just want to spend some time and learn from someone's why the season of Christmas is actually a season of great joy. Over the years, when we consider the Christmas season, for some reason, people are happy. People are celebrating. It's a season of cheer. People are exchanging gifts. Families are planning vacations. Good things are happening. In fact, if you have someone who you've been trying to get a hold of and they've been evading you and, 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 and they've been dodging you because probably they have your money or something, I encourage you, try to reach out to them in this season because everyone is happy. <laughs> you just might be surprised by their response. <laughs> the season of Christmas is a season where we just get to do certain things that are special and fun. And at Watoro Church, we also celebrate the season of Christmas. Some of the things that we do include just coming together as small groups and giving a gift to one of our children on the childcare uh, villages or the homes as we like to refer to them. We get a gift and send it over so that they can also celebrate and, and, and rejoice in this season of Christmas. But also this year happens to be one of those where we are going to have and experience our Christmas cantata in person. It's been a long time. <laughs> And finally, this year we get to celebrate. And so I want to encourage you, check out on the website, on the church app, check out the social media platforms. There's going to be a lot of information and details in regard to how you can be a part of the Christmas cantata. It is our gift to the city. And we would love for you, together with your family and friends, to have a wonderful experience as we enjoy the story of the birth of Jesus. Christmas is here. Now, as we uh, start to unpack our new series, Great Joy, our sermon today is Great Joy, the promise fulfilled. And we'd like to know why the birth of Jesus is a cause for celebration and joy. Luke chapter 2 verse 10 to 11 says this, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. This is going to be our text, our theme text for the series that we're going to be learning from. And um, you know what? In order for us to get the context, let us just go through the entire Christmas story. We're going to read from Luke chapter 2, verse 1 down to verse 20. This is what the Bible says. And at that time, 
the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee, and he took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in snug, she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was not lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly, the angel of the Lord appeared among them. The radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. You will recognize him by this sign. You'll find a baby wrapped snugly in, in strips of cloth lying in a manger. And suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that, that, that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in a manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen all they had heard and seen, it was just as the angel had told them. This is a beautiful account of what happened on that night when Jesus was born. The birth of Jesus was really fulfillment of prophecy. And today we'd like you to appreciate, we'd like to help you appreciate why the birth of Jesus brings us great joy. Why the season of Christmas is a season that we get to celebrate. You know, the children of Israel knew that they were children of God, knew that they were chosen by God, God's chosen people. However, their history was characterized by battles and control from many other nations, mostly because of their choice to sin or live in a rebellious way against God. And so their consequence would be that another nation would take over and rule them for some time. Now, at this time when the angel announced the birth of Jesus, the Romans were ruling in the nation of Israel. Times were hard. It was tough. It was difficult socially, economically, um, spiritually. All these forms of life were really difficult for the people of Israel, the Jews. Actually, the story records in history that the, 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 the Roman Empire was ruthless and the children of Israel had to bear heavy taxes 
It records and says that they had to pay as much as 50 to 60% of a common man's earning in tax. And that tax would, would, would go to the, 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 the leaders who would just be bent on enriching themselves. Kind of similar to today. Where we realize that taxes don't really serve the purpose for which they are collected. It was tough. Spiritually, it had been about 400 years without hearing the voice of God, the prophetic voice of God. And the Pharisees who were supposed to be leading the children of Israel spiritually had introduced traditions of men to, the, to, 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 to what God had called them to do. And it had made it very difficult for the children of Israel to practice. It was hard and strict and dead so to speak dead religion that just kept the children of Israel wondering whether God really cared times were tough politically the rulers were ruthless history records that Herod was a ruthless man he did not hesitate to kill anyone who stood in his way these were the times and the children of Israel looked around and realized that no one could help them. But because they were people of God, chosen of God, they knew that there was a promise about a Messiah. They knew that a day would come when the Messiah would come and rescue them, would come and save them. Their understanding of the Messiah was that he would come and fight his, uh, their enemies and, 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 and guarantee peace and safety for them in the land that God had promised them. They had a picture of a, of, of a, a political figure, a, a, a militaristic person who would literally fight for the freedom of the people of Israel. And so they were in that space where they kept on wondering, when is the Messiah coming? When is the promise going to be fulfilled? And on that night, as we just read, the angel then came and made the announcement saying, look, I bring you good news. This day, today in the city of David, Bethlehem, the Messiah has been born. Christ the Savior has been born and the news about his birth is going to bring great joy. This was the declaration and it is true even up to today that the birth of Jesus brings us great joy because it speaks into the faithfulness of God to fulfill promises. God is faithful. And just as he was faithful to fulfill the promise of the Messiah, he still is faithful to fulfill the promises of life around us, the things that he has spoken concerning our lives. You know what? When we consider Jesus' life as the Messiah, his life alone, ministry, his birth, his death, has 300 specific prophecies around him. And Jesus fulfilled each one of those. For example, around his birth alone, the specific prophecies included that the Messiah would be a descendant of Abraham. He would be um, a son of David from the lineage of David. It, uh, it, um, he would be born of the virgin that's what we see in Isaiah 7 14 he would be born in Bethlehem he would have a kingdom a throne that would stand forever and ever and when we consider Jesus the story of Jesus birth each and every prophecy around his birth was fulfilled to the dot 
that speaks into the faithfulness of God. Let me help you um, uh, uh, look at it in this way. Peter Stoner, a mathematician, went on to do a research around the probability of one man fulfilling prophecies in their lives. And he, he, he was specifically studying around the life of Jesus. And in his study, he came up with a figure for one man fulfilling eight prophecies in their lives. The figure was 1 times 10 to the power 17. That is 10, uh, rather 1 times 10 with 17 zeros. He went further and he considered the probability of one man fulfilling 48 prophecies or promises around their lives. And he found the figure came up to 1 times 10 to the power 157. 157 zeros now that is a hard figure to comprehend but the, the the conclusion of that statistic says it is just practically impossible nobody can be born and fulfill 48 promises or prophecies around their lives and yet we see that jesus was born and each prophecy around his life was fulfilled because god is faithful you know what if God is faithful to fulfill his promise to a nation of Israel concerning the Messiah, God is also faithful to fulfill every promise concerning your life because he is a faithful God. He is a promise keeper. In the scriptures, we see that God not only fulfilled the promise around the nation of Israel, he fulfilled promises made to individuals. For example, Mary in Luke chapter 1, when she had a conversation with the angel, the angel told Mary that you will conceive the child of God. And, the, and, and Mary at the time could not comprehend how it's going to happen. She said, I'm a virgin. How is this even possible? And the angel said, the spirit of God would come upon you and you will carry the child of God. Couple of verses down, uh, uh, when you read onwards, you realize that, that, that Mary meets with Elizabeth. And as soon as Mary meets with Elizabeth, Elizabeth confirms that she is a favored woman carrying the promise, carrying the child of God because as soon as she greeted him, the child in her belly leaped for joy. It was a fulfillment. And in verse 46, we see Mary celebrating with a song because of God's faithfulness to fulfill his promise concerning her. Another individual around the Christmas story is Simeon, who was a devoted man. He loved God and the Spirit of God, the Bible says, had promised him that he would not die before seeing the Messiah. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 2, 28, that when Jesus was brought to the temple, According to their traditions, they met Simeon and he held him in his hands and then declared that, God, you have fulfilled your promise to me. I have seen your salvation and now your servant can die in peace. It was a confirmation of God's faithfulness to fulfill his promise. And so I want to encourage you. The season of Christmas is a reminder to us that God is a faithful God, that he is a promise keeper. If he could keep his promise for Israel, if he could keep his promise for Mary, for Simeon, you are not exempt. Every promise God has made concerning your life will be fulfilled because he is a promise keeper. 
he fulfills his promise. Therefore, if God is a promise keeper, what then should we do in response to that truth? As we celebrate, as we have great joy in the, in the truth that God keeps his promises, number one, we must then trust in God. We must trust in God. Trusting in God simply means letting go and letting God. Let God take control. Let God be in church. Even when we do not understand how he will do it, we trust him. We trust him. Yes, trust in God. He is a promise keeper. I came across a story of a man who was wandering by a cliff and somehow he fell over. And frantically in panic, he reached out his hand, hoping to grab something. And by some miracle, he grabs onto a branch. And while he is hanging there, recollecting himself, he yelled out, Is anybody out there? <laughs> and to his surprise, there was a response. A voice from the top of the cliff responded, Yes. And this guy asked, Who's there? <laughs> and the voice responded, I am God and I'm here to help you. Now, with a lot of relief, he yelled back, What then should I do? And the voice said, Let go of the branch. <laughs> After a bit of a pause, the guy yelled back up, Who else is there? <laughs> Many times we are like that guy. We are terrified by what God tells us because we are afraid to let go. God says, trust me. Let go of the branch. And we say, no way. I want to be in control. I want to see this thing unfold. Mary, in the scriptures, the Bible says that when the angel told her about conceiving the, the, the child the, the child of God, conceiving Jesus. She asked, how can this happen? I am a virgin. And verse 35 says, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the Most High God will cover you. So the Holy One that is born will be called the Son of God. Your relative Elizabeth will have a child, even though she is old. People thought she would not have children, but she has been pregnant six months now. That's because what God says will always come true. And then, amen, amen. And then Mary's response to that in verse 38 was, I serve the Lord, Mary answered. May it happen to me just as you have said it would. This is an example of someone who has chosen to trust God even when they don't understand how. Because God is faithful, trust in Him. Trust in Him. Secondly, because God is faithful, to fulfill his promises, we must rejoice in hope. We must rejoice in hope. We have established that God is a promise keeper. We have established that God fulfills his promise. He does everything he says he will do. That is who he is. And because he is faithful, we can be confident that he will come through for us. Hope simply means having the active expectation that God will come through, that tomorrow will be better than today. 
that God will be faithful to fulfill what he has said. Now, the reality of life is such that our timing many times is different from God's timing. And because there is a difference in our timing from God's timing, it introduces a period of waiting. And that period of waiting can be uncomfortable. It can, it can, it, it can be worrying. And many times in those moments as we wait, the enemy starts to creep in lies, seeds of, of deceit. He starts to float thoughts like, does God really care? Will God fulfill his promise? Forget about it. God cannot come through. It's now too late. And sometimes we give up. We live discouraged. I'm here to encourage you. God is faithful. He's a promise keeper. And as we wait on him to come through, we rejoice in hope, knowing that the one that we have believed is faithful and will not go back on his word. We wait with active expectation. We have hope that he will come through. And so, I want to encourage you, maybe you're here, and you've got sad news. You've been believing God for healing and it seems like it's just not going to happen. Maybe you've been believing God for marriage and it just doesn't seem like it's coming through. Maybe you have a loved one who is wayward. You've been praying concerning their life and their salvation and it doesn't seem like God is coming through. Maybe you, 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 you're expecting healing and it just seems like this is not possible. I want to encourage you. Do not be discouraged. God is faithful. God is faithful. He is a promise keeper. He always comes through. And even when people write you off, the truth of the matter is it's not over until God says it is over. It is not over until he says it is over. And if God has not said it is over, hang on to that faith. Hold on to that promise. Have hope in God and rejoice in hope knowing that the one that you have believed is faithful. I'll conclude with this story from the scriptures. Friends of Jesus, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, news came to Jesus that Lazarus had died. And the sisters reached out to Jesus. One of them said, Lord, if you were here, our brother would not have died. And Jesus said, do you believe? I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will not die but live again. At that time, it seemed far-fetched. It seemed too late. It seemed the door had closed on them. But that, day, that, that very day, Jesus walked up to the tomb and said, Remove the stone. And in one loud voice, he called out, Lazarus, come out. And the Bible records and says that then they saw out of the tomb, Lazarus walking out. I want to encourage you. God's timing may be different from ours, but we can be sure that when God comes through, he will come through for you and I. He is a faithful God. He's a promise keeper. And I want to just take a moment right now to ask and invite you to celebrate the promises of God. If you look at your life, 2022 would not be the way it was unless God intervened. There are things that God has fulfilled in your life. Take a moment right now and celebrate our God for His faithfulness.
He is a promise keeper. He is faithful to come. And because God is faithful, we trust in Him. Because God is faithful, we rejoice in hope. As we embrace the season of Christmas, great joy. You and I have a reason to maintain great joy because it reminds us that our God is a faithful God to fulfill every promise. Let's invite Pastor Brian to lead us in the next part of the service. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watertochurch.com. Hey, hey.